What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with another episode of the Founders Journal. Today, producer Josh, my dear friend, is not going to be part of the episode. Know what that means? It means there's no parents. It means there's no structure. Today, we're not talking about one idea. We're going to talk about four different things. It's going to be the Monday Roundup. I'm going to talk about two things that we're celebrating and two revelations from the day. First celebration is for Morning Brew's interns. Today, we welcomed a number of interns at the all-hands meeting for Morning Brew. Quick tidbit, if you're a manager who has weekly all-hands and now your team is working remotely, think about when everyone on your team has to wake up. We just switched the time of our all-hands meeting from 9.30 a.m. Eastern to 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Should have done this a while ago, but realized that People on the West Coast probably don't want to wake up at 5.30 in the morning for an all-hands. So now our team all-hands are at 12.30 Eastern. I would suggest you think about this within your company if you have people uh, on the West Coast. So we welcomed our interns. Super excited to have them. It's always amazing to have young, hungry, creative talent. I'm sure I'll inevitably be asked by our interns at some point this summer, what are recommendations that I would give to them to get the most out of their summer and to do a good job? I think the first is that you are getting paid to learn. Use your time wisely and try to learn as much as humanly possible. Learn what you like about working at Morning Brew, but as importantly, learn what you don't like. What are the types of roles or the ways of thinking that just don't jive with you? The second would be this. Unlike a large financial institution that has rotational internship programs, when you work at a startup, there is going to be a lack of structure. It's not because the team doesn't care about you. It's because everyone is wearing 10 hats in order to push the business forward. People want to talk with you. People want to work with you. People want to teach you, but it takes being proactive. If there's anything that I could say, it is be proactive, be a self-starter. You're never going to get penalized for being proactive. You're only going to get penalized for being reactive. If you're listening to this episode, shoot me a Slack message, shoot me an email. I would love to chat with you. I'd love to learn more about you. And I can confidently say that other people at Morning Brew feel the same way. Second celebration of the day. I was incredibly shocked by this. So I'm just going to read the Slack message that was sent midday in Brew Crew, Morning Brew's general chat for the entire team. At 2.26 p.m., Toby Howell, our resident social media guru, wrote, Business casual was included in the WWDC presentation with about nine exclamation points, and he included two screenshots. All you need to know is that WWDC is one of the biggest events in technology in the world every year. It is Apple's event. They talk about product launches, product updates, and product improvements. Millions of people both watch WWDC or watch the coverage after WWDC. It is incredibly flattering that Business Casual was included in a screenshot. It brings so much legitimacy to the brand, whether or not it increases the number of downloads. It is such a badge of honor that our uh, podcast team of Kinsey, of Josh, of Marilyn should just wear so proudly. So that was an amazing moment. And I'm so appreciative for all of the love on LinkedIn as well. I posted about it a few hours ago and there's just been so much support. It's really amazing to see. Now the two learnings for the day. First learning, 
Austin, my co-founder, and I were on Business Casual today. Today was a big day for Business Casual. There have been 57 episodes of Business Casual, according to Kinsey, our host. And Austin and I finally got uh, got the invite to to join the show. And the show was about us talking about the founding story of Morning Brew, us talking about navigating a business during COVID, what we see for uh, the future of our business, but also startups in general after the pandemic. And there, were, there was a lot to dissect here. Kinsey asked great questions. I feel like I always learn something from being on a podcast. Like sometimes it, I feel like podcasting is startup therapy for me where I have new ideas that I'm forced to think about in a podcast setting when I'm asked hard questions. So I actually love a podcast for that reason. But the interesting thought that came to me that I'd be really interested if other founders have thought about is Austin and I have probably been asked to give the founding story of Morning Brew 200 times at this point, minimum. And, you know, we're like robots at this point where we, you know, we can recite this story in our sleep about how we were students at Michigan, how there was appetite for better business content because students said they read the Wall Street Journal, but they they felt like it was dry and dense and they didn't resonate with it. And we want to create something better. And what I think to myself sometimes is we've said this story so many times that if we wanted to try to recollect what the true story was, we would have no shot in hell of doing that. And so when people ask me, I've been asked a few times now, is that how Morning Brew actually started? My honest answer to you would be, you know, probably bits and pieces. You know, if I had to guess, I probably started it because I wasn't enjoying business content. A few students told that to me. Probably wasn't 40 students. There's probably like four students. I probably also started it because... I wanted to selfishly keep up to date with the business world uh, so that when I left Michigan and went to work in financial services, my brain wouldn't be mush. And so, you know, that's just my best guess, but I truly have no idea and we'll never know. But I think it's so interesting to think about that when you repeat things over and over and over and over, that becomes the truth. Like the truth evolves, even though the true facts never actually changed. And so it'd be interesting for you to think about where in your career, where in your company, have you repeated something, your reason for doing something, your your reason for failure, where have you repeated something so much and you haven't revisited that explanation that you've given ad nauseum to actually say to yourself, is this how things actually played out? Is this the real reason? Is this how things actually started? Is this why I failed? Is this why I didn't get the job? And it's interesting, you're never, you're never going to find the answer, but I think it's worth asking the question, is this the definitive truth or have I convinced myself of a new definitive truth because of repetition? It's an interesting thought to chew on that uh, we talked about during the show. And then finally, something that I was reflecting on at the end of the day is that, you know, I think uh, Austin, my co-founder and I have a pretty incredible partnership and I, I, I cannot emphasize how important that is, not just for a startup in life, like right, a quality relationship where there's mutual respect, where there's strong communication, where two people complement one another to make each other the best versions of themselves. Like that is everything. And I'm really fortunate to have that in many aspects of life, including um, my work within Morning Brew. And so as I've been thinking about just how my role evolves over time and how Austin's role evolves over time, I've just started to think of kind of this analogy for where my work gravitates towards and where Austin's work gravitates towards. And I I need to continue to refine the thought. But the, the general premise is this. 
I think of our business as a factory. And within a factory, you have a factory line. And on your factory line, basically you're taking a raw material from the beginning of the factory line. A number of people touch the raw material to manipulate it, to add to it, to uh, edit it all doing their part in their job to by the time the raw material gets to the end of the factory line, you have your finished product that then gets distributed to your end customer. And as I think about what is the factory line, well, what is the factory? That is morning brew. What is the factory line? The factory line is the processes assigned to each one of morning brew's products. We have multiple factory lines because we have multiple products within our business. And so we will continue to add factory lines over time. And so when I think about where do I gravitate towards in Morning Brew's factory, I believe it's with the raw materials. Raw materials being, we need to determine what are we actually building? What product has our audience asked for? What are creative ways that we can make a differentiated product if there's competitive product out there? And why does this make sense within the high-level context of our business? I would consider that the high-level strategy. So Austin and I are partners where I am providing the raw material, the creative context to execute on a high level strategy that we've discussed together. And then you start thinking through it. The factory line is the process. There is no one better in the world to build the factory line, the processes that need to be done to output the perfect final product than Austin. He's an expert at it. What I love focusing on is we know when we know the process, who are the people that are manipulating the raw material on the factory line? I love thinking about building teams, putting the right people on the right part of the factory line to succeed, to manipulate and build and edit the product so it can be the best possible output possible. And then once you have this output, you've created the product because of an incredible process that was established by Austin on the factory line. Now you need to distribute your product. You want to get your product in the hands of every possible target customer that would hopefully give a shit about that product. To me, that's marketing. To me, that's distribution. To me, that's PR. I love thinking about that. And so I think you see this ebb and flow where Austin and I are moving up and down the factory floor, touching different factory lines based on where they are in kind of their own life cycle and where more time and effort needs to be put on. Does it need to be put on putting people on the factory line? Does it need to be put on the process that actually happens that is built around the factory line? Is it sourcing the correct raw materials to build the right end product? Has the end product been built and we need to figure out how to get in everyone's hands? And I think that's been a really helpful analogy for me to think about where I should spend my time, where I should specialize and where Austin should spend his time and where he should specialize. Because at the end of the day, there are many parts of a factory and a factory line you only want to touch one or two parts. You can't specialize in all the things. And if you attempt to specialize in all the things, you'll do none of the things well. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Founders Journal. Today was a, ra a random roundup, two wins and two learnings. Hope you have a great night and I will catch you in the next episode. Take it easy, everyone. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.